0: You're listening to the Storyteller Series from The Salvation Army. For more information or to share your questions and comments, visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org.
1: The Book of Acts, Chapter 28. Once safely on shore, we found out that the island was called Malta. The islanders showed us unusual kindness. They built a fire and welcomed us all because it was raining and cold. Paul gathered a pile of brushwood and as he put it on the fire, a viper driven out by the heat fastened itself on his hand. When the islanders saw the snake hanging from his hand, they said to each other, this man must be a murderer for though he escaped from the sea, the goddess justice has not allowed him to live. But Paul shook the snake off into the fire and suffered no ill effects. The people expected him to swell up or suddenly fall dead. But after waiting a long time, and seeing nothing unusual happen to him, they changed their minds and said he was a god. It was an a state nearby that belonged to Publius, the chief official of the island. He welcomed us to his home and showed us generous hospitality for three days. His father was sick in bed, suffering from fever and dysentery. Paul went in to see him and, after prayer, placed his hands on him and healed him. When this had happened, the rest of the sick on the island came and were cured. They honored us in many ways, and when we were ready to sail, they furnished us with the supplies we needed. After three months, we put out to sea in a ship that had wintered in the island. It was an Alexandrian ship with the figurehead of the twin gods Castor and Pollux. We put in at Syracuse and stayed there three days. The next day, the south wind came up, and on the following day, we reached Patoli. There, we found some brothers and sisters who invited us to spend a week with them. And so we came to Rome. The brothers and sisters there had heard that we were coming, and they traveled as far as the Forum of Apias and the three taverns to meet us. At the sight of these people, Paul thanked God and was encouraged. When we got to Rome, Paul was allowed to live by himself with a soldier to guard him. Three days later, he called together the local Jewish leaders. When they had assembled, Paul said to them, My brothers, although I have done nothing against our people or against the customs of our ancestors, I was arrested in Jerusalem and handed over to the Romans. They examined me and wanted to release me because I was not guilty of any crime deserving death. The Jews objected, so I was compelled to make an appeal to Caesar. I certainly did not intend to bring any charge against my own people. For this reason, I have asked to see you and talk with you. It is because of the hope of Israel that I am bound with this chain. They replied we have not received any letters from judea concerning you and none of our people who have come from there has reported or said anything bad about you but we want to hear what your views are for we know that people everywhere are talking against this sect they arranged to meet paul on a certain day and came in even larger numbers to the place where he was staying he witnessed to them from morning till evening explaining about the kingdom of god and from the law of Moses, and from the prophets he tried to persuade them about Jesus. Some were convinced by what he said, but others would not believe. They disagreed amongst themselves and began to leave after Paul had made this final statement. The Holy Spirit spoke the truth to your ancestors when he said through Isaiah the prophet, Go to this people and say, You will be ever hearing, but never understanding. You will be ever seeing, but never perceiving. For this people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. Therefore, I want you to know that God's salvation has been sent to the Gentiles, and they will listen. For two whole years Paul stayed there in his own rented house and welcomed all who came to see him. He proclaimed the kingdom of God and taught about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance.
2: In Acts chapter 28, something really crazy happens. I mean, I feel like I could probably begin almost every single chapter in Acts with, and then something crazy happens because it's a very wild book. But we find that they have arrived safely on shore um, on the island of Malta. And one of the things that I love that gives us this little um, glimpse into what life would have been like hanging around with Paul is that um, as they are arriving on the island and they're being welcomed, they build a fire. It was raining. It was cold. Verse three, Paul is gathering up wood. And I'm like, wow, like that's that's pretty impressive. Like uh, after all the things that had happened to them, like it kind of reminds me of, Um, like a Salvation Army officer at Christmas time when they've been like, you know, you're at those last days uh, right before Christmas and you've already done your angel tree distribution and you've given out, you know, thousands of gifts to children and you've been um, doing all of your Christmas ministry and you, uh, the day has been exhausting and you've done 15 interviews with the media and all the things with your um, church ministry. And then you get home and then you make dinner. But like, you know, I'm like, wow, Paul, like you probably could have been entirely justified to sit back and kick your feet up. And here you just went and you gathered wood. And, you know, maybe Paul was like a type A personality and like couldn't sit still when there was work to be done. But I kind of dig that the guy that is like banking some serious spiritual authority is comfortable going out in the rain and gathering wood. But then this thing happens which is so crazy and kind of grosses me out because I don't like the visual of that. But we find that in uh, the latter part of verse three, as he's gathering brush, he puts it on the fire and a viper driven out by the heat fastened itself on his hand. Okay, this is not just a snake that bit him and then like deked away. It like literally was attached to his hand. And I'm imagining if this was my life, it would be like. Me freaking out, waving my hand with a big old snake just clamped on there, and I would be freaking out. And I think it's important, again, it just shows me what Paul is like, and it gives me such a good example and how he responds. Because like, he just is like, it ain't no thing for him. And he just uh, shakes it off into the fire and goes on about his day. So this is what I think is important to note, is not only after all the things that went on, did he get off the boat and instead of kicking it by the fire and relaxing, he goes and gathers wood? A snake bites him. And I would have been like, Y'all, where were y'all when trying to get this wood? Why did nobody come and help me with this snake? Where's the first aid kit? You, why are you sitting? Like, I would have probably lost it at that point. Like, enough is enough. And I think not only is it beautiful to see how he does respond, I think it's important to note as a leader uh, walking in his authority. Um, also, as an uh, as a witness, a Christian witness amongst those people, how he does not respond, uh, and so I dig that. I think that's worth noting as a lesson in leadership.
0: And Paul is a an, is an incredible leader, and I think the lesson you raise is such an important one that we can learn from Paul. Paul, who's learned all this time from his Lord, who he encountered on that road. Uh, so many years before this now, as we get to the end of this book, I'm reminded of the beginning, uh, and not just the beginning of Acts, but the beginning of Luke, because Acts is really, as we talked about weeks ago, a second part to the gospel of Luke. And uh, as I was thinking about the ending here, I was thinking about those parts in the beginning that point to this ending, like when Joseph and Mary take Jesus to the temple and they encounter Simeon. And Simeon says that his eyes had seen his salvation, which was prepared for the sight of all nations, uh, to be a light of revelation to the Gentiles. And then we go from there to uh, a few uh, paragraphs later, the baptism of Jesus, when A voice from heaven declares Jesus to be his son. That's God's voice, and that is followed by the genealogy in Luke, which ends with Jesus being called the Son of God. Here now in the end of Acts, Paul is in a city that uh, is run by the emperor who declares himself to be the Son of God, and Paul now comes to Rome to declare who the true Son of God is. And then we also find in Luke, in the fourth chapter, the temptation in the wilderness. Uh, The second of those temptations is the temptation um, that the devil puts before Jesus for all the kingdoms of the world. And we're told that the devil takes Jesus to a high place and shows him all the nations and all the different peoples of the world and all their splendor. And, of course, Jesus resists the devil. And I've wondered if Jesus— in that moment, uh, is thinking about all that was to come after, and the, the way in which the kingdom was intended to spread. Uh, and here we find Paul is one of those chosen people who, rather than giving in to the devil's demands, continues to spread the kingdom as it was intended to, uh, and is now finally bringing the gospel to the ends of the the earth, to Rome, which is something that the devil had offered Jesus a long time before this, uh, and Jesus had resisted. It's just an amazing story that Luke unfolds from start to finish, the story of the gospel of Jesus overcoming the world. And you
3: know, I'm so inspired by Paul, he says in verse 20, because of the hope of Israel that is, uh, it is because of the hope of Israel that I am wearing this chain. And it makes me think that now we are 2000 plus years later, and whatever we are going through, or we are all going through different things, we might not be wearing physical chains, but whatever, we are in or whatever we face it is because of the hope of israel yet today it is because of the hope of god's people and caleb as you said the hope of the kingdom of god and the fulfillment of the kingdom of god that that we are where we are and uh, paul so inspires me in this whole account in acts
4: um i think it's very interesting just to learn about and read about how paul was treated um, you know, I, I, through his whole journey, of course, he went to jail and had uh, been on trial. Um, the Jews just really <laughs> made sure that they knew that, 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 that they were against him to a certain extent. And here he is in Rome. He's able to preach to them again. And, and all throughout this whole time, he's kept a level head, even though he's been treated poorly and now he's been treated well you know, they received him um, in the islands there and they're receiving him in Rome as well. And so I just, I'm encouraged that, you know, no matter whether it's the hard times or, you know, where people not believing you, people are persecuting you, or you have to defend (laughs) who, defend your, I won't say defend your Christianity, but speak the truth through his word and maybe testify to others. and And there may be some, um something there where people might not believe you right off. But if you just keep your level head and continue to speak the truth, then I think some people's hearts might be softened. Um some people might come and might believe in what you're saying and believe in the Lord Jesus. So that's encouraging for me to see <laughs> that this didn't end with him staying in jail, you know. Um and so uh, that that's really what I got from this is that he's able to still even in Rome uh, preach and and welcome people.
5: I think um, as we are seeing Paul and his ministry in in Rome, actually, um, in verses twenty two and twenty three, we I think the providence of God, or um, we get to see God being glorified uh, through. Paul being able to testify to the Christians that were in Rome that were um, had heard of him and had heard of the work that he had done in verses 22 and 23. He says, we desire to hear from you what you think uh, for concerning this sect. We know that it is spoken against everywhere. Um, everywhere. Like they were um, thirsty to hear what Paul had to say. You know, so he was shown respect by the Christians in Rome. So throughout this entire journey, like he had... Um, he had come across opposition after opposition after opposition, but every time he returns the opposition with grace, right? And with love and being unwavering in his faith and his fervor. And he arrives in Rome where he's getting ready, uh, where he's getting ready to, um, to approach Caesar. And he, he has the respect of, of the Christians there. And not only that uh, we see that he finds favor amongst, uh, the the guards the captain guard right and so uh god is providing god provides and i think i think we've all said it in one way shape or form throughout throughout this time is that the providence and the hand of god um is definitely guiding paul along this way and whether he he saw victories or no victories it was never about him it was all it was all for the glorification of god and and the the spreading of the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. And, and I love, I love that, um, that Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah is referenced in 26 and verses 26 and 27, go to this people and say, hearing you will hear and shall not understand. And I'm reading out of the English, the ESV version, but seeing you will see and not, and not see and not understand, but for the hearts of his people, have grown dull their ears are hard of hearing and their eyes they have been closed um lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and should they understand with their hearts in turn so that I should heal them god wants to heal his people right like god wants to heal his people and the whole the whole life of paul the whole if you if we were to make a summation of it is to is to point people to their to their creator and he really is i mean not to like put paul on this big old pedestal or anything like that but he's a reconciliator right he's trying to reconciliate god between uh the people and their god
0: captain ruth i really love the idea of paul um being a mediator between um people and and their god and i think uh as he goes here to Rome and is under house arrest, that work doesn't stop, even though he's in chains, as we find in his letters, but it continues on. And so even as he comes here to Rome, uh, his work of spreading the gospel worldwide continues, even from his, his being uh, chained up and unable to leave where he is in Rome he really was that uh, quintessential mediator, that quintessential deliverer of the gospel of the good news, that messenger, who stopped at nothing to make sure that people heard that the God who created everything, everyone's God, a God who has no boundary, uh, loves us all, um, and is desiring to be in relationship with all of us, with with all of humankind, and has done everything conceivable to ensure that anyone who would be uh, in relationship with him can be if they just claim him and what he's done for them. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying this show, please share it with a friend. You can subscribe to the Storyteller series on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or your own favorite podcast store. For more information, visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org. Lord, thank you so much
3: for this amazing opportunity that we have to, uh, to share in fellowship like this, in conversation like this, uh, about your word and about the power of your word, Lord, and uh, just let your word inspire us. Uh, Lord, we pray that you will indeed inspire our conversation. I pray, Lord, that you will help us to just uh, set aside any distractions uh, that that are around us. Uh, we pray that for all the technicalities, Lord, that everything will just be smooth. And we thank you, Lord, that we can meet even in a a virtual room like this. Thank you that your word brings life and brings uh, new vision and and freshness, Lord, and you just uh, show us something new uh, of you. We pray also now, Lord, as as these episodes are airing every day, Lord, we pray that there will be people who uh, will be blessed, inspired, challenged, maybe even
5: saved, Lord. We pray in the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Amen. This Mm. has really encouraged my spirit.
0: What I love about this setting, too, is that, you know, it's neat for someone, and hopefully the the type of people that would tune into this are people that that don't have a a tremendous background of, of studying. And so the way we can just casually just be like, that's a crazy thing that just happened. Let's like just talk about it like like normal people. Like mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. what's really been a thing that a lot of people have just really gravitated to, and we've had a really good response from it so far. So, yeah, nice, cool. God bless you guys. God bless Thank you. For
5: sharing the gospel.
0: God bless. Yeah. God bless
3: you guys. Bye. Have a good
2: Bye.
1: afternoon.
3: Bye, Bye. See you guys. Bye.
4: Bye. Bye.